Caution, learning in progress. Hello and welcome to Smarter Every Season, the precision planting podcast that aims to share conversations from every aspect of our business to make our listeners and ourselves really smarter every season. There we go. I, that, that second time enunciating season Makes a bit was what I needed. What you needed? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. My name is Tyler Hubert, and however you are listening, thank you so much for doing so. We appreciate that very much. I am joined today by seven uh, total guests. I guess four of them are guests. Three of them are, I think, regulars at this point is what, what we would probably call ourselves. So we are in studio. Uh, four of us total are in studio, and if you can picture it, uh, we are at an, an oval-shaped conference desk with the ends cut off. And immediately to my left, six feet apart, of course, is Paul Harms. Paul, how are you? I'm wonderful. I would agree. Fully caffeinated. I would expect nothing <laughs> less. Uh, Cat a corner from me and on the controls this afternoon is Nolan Kitterman. Nolan, what's new with you? Well, uh, it's glad to be back in the office here. I was out for a little bit there, uh, but it is good to be back and on the controls. We missed you very much, and we are glad you're back as well. Well, thank you. And to my right across the desk is Hans Stetsman. Hans, how are you getting along? I'm doing good. I'm excited for today. I really am too. So I I was just going to say I am very excited because our goal here, as I kind of mentioned in the introduction, is to bring on experts from around precision planning, our company as a whole, have in-depth conversations to learn more about whatever it may be, you know, product, what marketing is doing, what the sales team is doing, what the R&D team is doing. Today, we're going to dive deep into the topic of technical training or advanced dealer training specifically. And so this is an area of the business that we, the product support team, kind of get to flex our muscles a little bit uh, when it comes to expertise. It's kind of our deal. It's like what we build and it's what we do all year. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it, I mean, it takes a lot of prep time for us to get, you know, prepared and, and to put on a good training, but we really enjoy it. I think it's a highlight of our, our year for a lot of us. Yeah. For, for somebody who's been around a little longer, um, I think Nolan is the only one with a little more seniority <laughs> on this one. Um, it's been uh, a blast to see the team that has a, a heart of a teacher get to flex those muscles because there's a lot of enjoyment when we're doing the actual transfer of knowledge, the teach, the, the share information. There's a lot of, um, a lot of passion and the, the prep work that goes into it ahead of time reflects that. Agreed. So what I want to do is, uh, again, we're going to talk technical training, specifically advanced technical training. And if you haven't heard yet, uh, we have communicated within the last couple of weeks here what the intention is or what that, that format for advanced dealer training is going to look like. It is all virtual this year, right? So with the goal in mind of keeping um, our employees safe, our dealer network safe, we want to go all virtual this year with advanced dealer training. And so what that looks like is each session of advanced dealer training is going to be a two-week session. And on every Tuesday and Thursday of those two weeks, starting at 7 o'clock a.m. Central Time, there will be two one-hour sessions back-to-back. And so what that means is hopefully by 9 a.m. Central Time, uh, training for that day has wrapped up. And so we're kind of excited about that because that, that gives 
a lot of our dealer network the ability to go back to their dealerships and you know, be productive with the day-to-day tasks of their of their dealership, right? We've kind of taken that travel piece out uh, this year. Right. We're just taking a couple hours out of the morning, which still allows them most of the day to do what needs what, what should be done on a normal day. Exactly. So as you're signing up for advanced dealer training, um, when you select the days that you're, you're going to attend, you're going to be getting a link to a webinar. And when you join that webinar at 7 a.m. Central Time, uh, you're going to be greeted by two hosts and a content expert. And I think the feel that we're kind of looking for is it's going to be a little bit sports center esque or um, uh, like a news center desk. Um, so again, two hosts and a content expert. And what we're going to do today in the podcast is we are really fortunate to be joined by all of the content experts that are going to be with us for the different training sessions. So the first Tuesday of advanced dealer training, the topic we're going to be covering for both of the one-hour sessions is the 2020 Gen 3. And I'm really excited to be joined right now by Alan Huber. Alan, can you hear me okay? Indeed, I can. Excellent. Alan is going to be the content expert for uh, the first day of advanced dealer training when we discuss the 2020. Um, Alan, can you explain a little bit about last year we had two different main software versions that precision planting users were using. We had a a 2020.0 version and we had a 2020.1 version. And I'm going to lead into what that looks like for training this year. But before I do, can you explain why we did that, what the differences in the two mean, and then I'll I'll ask my follow-up question about training this year. Absolutely. So uh, I think most of our dealers are well aware that we harped pretty hard the last two seasons on, you know, the the majority customer using production-based software, which would have been our, our anybody that's still on 2019 and 2020.0 software uh, this past year. And then a limited release version of software, guys that are using, you know, this past season's first year of whatever product. So uh, in this past season, I'm um, using something like um, Furrow Force was going to put you into what we call limited product. Uh, I'm sorry, limited software um, release. So that would have been the 2020.1 version of software. And last year's 2020.1 software was a really uh, a very extremely important milestone for the Gen 3 software as uh, it was an introduction to kind of that product scalability plan that we've talked about. And it showed huge benefits for each customer's unique planner to really be a, a possibility moving forward. Last season, we really broke the mold on how 2020 Monitor integrates with the hardware that we have to offer. And that scalable nature of software from this point forward is really exciting. And that's really the driving factor to support and to training this season, you know, discussing the changes that are coming out of this past season and how we're going to move forward with those. Okay, so why does that decision for us to make a more scalable version of software, what does that mean as it relates to product training for 2021? Yeah, so training this year is we're going to discuss the changes that came about in this past season, uh, talk through some of the complicated setups that it kind of, it, it really looks like it has, um, but really address how it makes every system, no matter how crazy it, it really is, the same process, whether 
I'm talking about, you know, a, a majority customer who is Delta Force V drive only, or the guy who's running, I look at PFR, uh, they did a 10 inch planter a couple of years ago that really kind of drove some of these decisions. When they were setting up that 10 inch planter with VSET Select, you know, they're doing on the fly row spacing as well as hybrid and population control. You know, that crazy planter, that's just not, you know, that's not your, your dad going out and saying, hey, we're going to put in 100 acres because we still have it out back and we've got the old 1770 and it's kind of a hobby farm at this point. Um, you know, this is has micromanaging every single aspect of that planter and doing it on the fly so that all of the stress was taken out of the cab and was done at a desk, was done in the shop, getting things set up so that when it came go time, uh, we weren't trying to figure out what population, what spacing, what hybrid we were going to do. So I want to go through a lot of those examples and training, talk about some of those advanced drive features uh, and continue to, to promote or continue to talk through what does 21.1 software look like as we add in smart depth, as we add in tools like prescription editor. If I talk too much further, I might say something that our, our M team gets a, a little in trouble for. So I think at that point, it's, I almost want to take a step back and, and talk about the success we had last year, as opposed to uh, too much of what we're really going to get into here in about two weeks. One thing, Alan, let me come back a question. A lot of the, the one of the bigger thresholds or barriers was health checks and the ability to validate a system before or even during diagnostic processes. Those weren't all present in the dot one or the limited release. So we had to do a lot of pre-work with dot zero and then build up to the mm -hmm. dot one going into yeah. 2021 with that being our standard pr production software. We've got those built in, right? We didn't have a lot of those health checks. And so we had to make sure that we went through on .o software on that legacy version and validated the health of the normal stuff. Um, the basic electronic components of the SRMs and the V drives and the Delta force, you know, hardware that's been around for many, many years that had to be done on old software because there was really no good way of doing it preseason on that limited software. I mean, we could go to a field and we could actually plant and see what's happening. But at that point, if you're in the field, that means conditions are probably pretty close to running. Um, you're either cutting it really close to the wire or uh, you're, you're, you're hoping that speed tube's going to catch up the rest of the way. Moving forward, not only we, have we added in some of those things like, you know, talking about Delta Force, doing the air purge test. We have that built in again. You know, we were able to get that over. But we're kind of transitioning uh, heavily from things like health checks over to manual tests. Um, I almost equate that a little bit to like putting a meter max in the cab. Now, if you've, if your dealer has seen the mobile max system and used some of our, our tools, like, uh, the liquid max with his mobile max, um, getting that into the cab and using manual tests so that we can actually take that 12 row planter or that 36 row planter and use it as the entire test platform in the shop in January, run all of our meters, go through and see how things are going to singulate for us. Um, all of our Delta Force health checks run speed tube as it's actually going to be installed on the planter and not just on a, uh, you know, a bench test where, you know, we're in a static environment. Um, so we're going to talk about that a lot more. I, I want to, you know, sometimes I get carried away because those tests are really cool and it kind of unlocks each planter to be a, a test stand on each farm. 
Uh, so we're going to look at those a little bit further in 2020, um, uh, the 2020 training this season. Yeah, I appreciate that, Alan. And I do think that's a good spot to stop. This is a little bit of a unique podcast because um, we're going to look at all of training and we're going to have multiple conversations here with content experts. What we've done through the first couple episodes of Smarter Every Season is really try to take a deep dive. And I, I want to dive deeper into training, but I don't want to go too deep because we do want people to come to training, to tune in, right? So we don't <laughs> yeah. want to give away too much. So I think you've teased it well. I appreciate that. I'm going to move on. Yeah, to, to I, I would say ultimately our, many of our dealers have kind of experienced what 2021 is going to look like, um, whether it's on their own planters or with their customers. But we want to go deeper into that and, and actually get into specific examples Um, potentially planting some seeds on, you know, a little bit dangerously on what might be supported on their farms or their customers that never has been talked about before. And uh, that's what we're really looking forward here in the next few weeks. Cool. I love it. I love it. All right. Day number two, or the first Thursday of advanced dealer training. The first one hour session is dedicated to daisy chain diagnostics. And we're also joined uh, by Ryan Johnson. Ryan, can you hear us? Okay. Yeah. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you, buddy? Great. Great. So if it hasn't been said before, everybody that we're going to talk to today is on the product support team here at Precision Planting. Uh, so, of course, Ryan is no exception, but I, I just wanted to, just wanted to get, the, get that out there and make sure everybody knew but, that. But in true COVID fashion, we are actually on a Zoom meeting with our coworkers so we can all stay socially distanced and um, kind of working remotely and, and covering all things. So... Yeah, the the audio difference you hear on Ryan and Alan and some of the con, um, some of the contacts here are going to be because we're we're piping in over remote. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that, Paul. Um, okay, Ryan. Let's start this way. Explain to me what a daisy chain is. Well, Tyler, um, the SRM system relies on the daisy chain in order to identify the physical location of that SRM. So an SRM is the exact same module, but it's just placed on different rows. But because the, the SRM is the brain box or the rate controller for that row, the 2020 needs to know where that specific SRM is installed so we can control swath and population um, correctly to that row. So it's a circuit that um, Daisy chains the planner or the SRMs upon a reset modules or a power cycle and essentially just sends a message from the SRM up to the display. And the display says, okay, now that I see you on this road, it assigns it to that physical row. Okay. And I think you've alluded to this a little bit in your answer, but why is it so important for us to continue to cover daisy chain diagnostics? Well, the thing that I like to, the reason I like to bring it up every year in training is because we still get those phone calls. You know, a guy calls in, customer calls in, he says, every time I make a change, something unexpected happens. And a lot of times when something unexpected is happening, that ties back to the daisy chain circuit. And it has to do with the fact that we misidentified rows or we misassigned where that row or that SRM is physically installed on that planner. Okay. Awesome. So the second one-hour session on uh, on the second day of training is SRM troubleshooting. And 
Hans, you are a regular here, so I'm not going to yeah. give you any special introduction. Oh, that's perfectly fine. I mean, I've, we've been introduced before, so. Good. We're on, we're on the same understanding then. Um, you are going to be the content expert for SRM troubleshooting. What is your approach with SRM diagnostics this year? And the reason I ask the question that way is SRM diagnostics are something that we have covered as long as I've been at Precision Planning, which is a little over four years. Correct. And to your, to your point, we have actually talked about SRM troubleshooting. Um, I think we are on probably year six of SRM troubleshooting, something along those lines. Um, and while some people said, yeah, it hasn't changed, some of the, the approach that we use to troubleshooting um, is still fairly similar to what it was when we started six years ago. So this year, as we approach training, we're going we're gonna to kind of continue to build on some of the stuff we've been talking about in the last couple of years. Um, we have seen a, an, a decrease in the number or in the type of phone calls that we're getting on SRM troubleshooting, which we think is due to the fact of our training um, in the last couple of years, thanks to Ryan's uh, devotion to daisy chain troubleshooting in the first couple in the first sessions and then also how we're approaching troubleshooting on SRM. So this year we are going to kind of continue to build on some of the stuff we've talked about as far as how we approach a complete can failure um, and then also how we approach a, a less than complete can failure when it's a, a hit or miss or, or intermittent issue that goes with it. We will approach, we'll spend some time on that. And then we'll also, um, there's, a, there's a new twist that we'll probably bring into training at the end of it as well. One we kind of talked about some last year, but we'll, we'll bring it into the end of training as well. Hans nailing the essence of the tease. Yeah, yeah, of there course. <laughs> you gotta you gotta leave a little bit left there. I love it. So, uh, you and you and Ryan are both humble guys, so you wouldn't toot your own horn. So I'm I'm gonna toot it for you. Um, over the years, we have made improvements to the SRM system. Yes, right. Yes, we have. But would you two both say? And this is this is kind of going by gut. I don't have any statistics in front of me. But would you say, in your experience? The number of calls that you take in the spring this year compared to subsequent years has lessened, um, or I'm sorry, Previous. the number of SRM-related problems uh, that we get for calls has lessened over the, compared to the last couple of years. I would agree to say that, yes, Ryan, I'm not sure what your approach would be, but I would say, yes, we've, we've had a less percentage of phone calls on it. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely, Tyler. The volume has gone down significantly. And really, that that's not so much just us terminating in training, but it's all the dealers that come to training uh, that pay attention. And then they take that back to the to the field and apply what they've learned. That's led to that reduced call volume. I totally agree. The point that I'm trying to drive for in bringing that up is what you guys have been doing is effective. That's the reason to tune in here right? This is effective. What you guys are teaching here and what's what the dealers are taking out to the field and remembering from this class has been very effective over the last couple of years. We hope that's the case. And that's generally what I would say seems to be the case. But I think it's important to remember that this is this is the base that drives every other system that we sell, whether that's Ferroforce, Smart Firmer, V-Drive, Delta Force, all of those systems are all going to be driven off of this SRM-based troubleshooting. And so if we can make sure we get this understood well, make sure this is running tip-top shape all the time, all of the rest of our products are going to fall into place. And there's been, you know, intentional placement of the classes in the order they are. First get the monitor up, running, configured correctly, then make sure the monitor can talk to and identify all the devices. Lastly, make sure you've got a healthy control network, your SRMs. After that, all of the, the products are 
are modular. You plug and play. You use what's right for the customer. But if you don't start with that that base platform being happy and healthy, you're going to fight that no matter what product it is all season long. So that's why these three are so core and that they take the top of the the, the batting order. I love it. Excellent points. Okay, Hans, thank you very much. Ryan, stick around. I'm coming back to you a little bit later, okay? Sounds good. Perfect. Let's move on to day three. Uh, day three, we are dedicating that entire two hours um, to liquid training. And I'm joined by Nate Kincaid, who will be the uh, the product expert for liquid training. Now, Nate, you and I have had multiple conversations about liquid training this year, and I know you are going to try a little bit of a different approach than what we've had in years past. Can you tell everyone listening how your approach is a little bit different and, and what you're kind of trying to achieve this year? Sure, Tyler. Um, so really what I want to do is we've done liquid training for quite a few years now, and we've really tried to um, build that base and knowledge amongst the dealer network. And I think we've been successful at that. Now I want to take this approach of 10 steps for success. So um, I really want to drive at, if you follow these 10 steps, um, things, things like what pump should I use? You know, we, we seem to get quite a few questions still on, on selecting the right pump. And even more painfully, guys that are in the field that are having issues that believe it's a V-apply uh, either pump control issue or a V-apply HD control issue. And we drill down it to it in the end. And it's really that the wrong pump was chosen um, back when they were designing the system. Maybe the guy already had the pump, so he wanted to use that pump. Well, I'm really going to drive at, you know, is the pump that he already has okay to use? Um, or is that one going to be a poor choice that that's not going to go well and things like selecting the right orifice, um, you know, too often we get calls in season where guys in the field and he can hit his rate when he's going four, but he can't hit his rate when he's doing five mile an hour. And unfortunately he chose the wrong orifice. So really if we lay out these 10 steps, hopefully your diagnostic calls just drop to almost nothing in season. Yeah. Awesome. So I know one thing that you and I have also kind of focused on in our, our, our preparation for liquid is the impacts that as Alan alluded to that dot one software, that kind of uh, limited production software from this previous year, the impact that it's going to have on liquid systems on, on really all things via apply. Can you highlight some of those changes and why it's really important that we cover them this year in training? Yeah, definitely. So uh, the first and I think biggest thing that, that everybody's going to see is the automated pump calibration is going away. There will be no more automated pump cal. Uh, so I'm going to cover in detail in the training how you're going to use the manual test to find your pump cal um, because ultimately we think this is going to be a more straightforward, faster process. Um, but it does put a little more responsibility on you as the dealer to make sure that all of the system is healthy when you're doing that so that when they go to the field, they're ready to go. So we'll cover that in detail. Um, second, there's some differences in the setup for the rate control module, um, previously called the, the V apply module, um, that pump controller. There's, there's some different setup options there that I want to cover. Um, and then third, 
you know, each component has its own rate adjustment now. So if you are doing a rate adjustment and don't understand those differences, it could really trip you out. So one of the pieces of feedback that we get to a lot with, with liquid systems um, or with V apply systems is I can hit my rate when I'm in the barnyard and using water. But when I go to the field with product, I'm struggling to hit my rate. So we really want to be intentional and help out folks that have been in that situation and keep dealers away from that situation going forward. But can you talk through some of the things that we're going to cover this year? What's your, what's your approach this year to helping guys in that boat uh, get out of it and helping others to, to stay out of that boat? Yeah, I think that statement is really what drove me towards finding a logical step order um, from the, the point of sale all the way through that planner going to field. These 10 steps I hope to cover so that you don't get that call anymore. So that when he goes to the field, he is 100% ready to go. Nothing's been missed. Those 10 steps, if you follow them, should give you the full confidence to be able to go to the field and uh, really hopefully not have those diagnostic calls anymore. I love it. Cool. I'm excited for that. Thank you very much, Nate. Uh, Before you move on, I want to, since Nate didn't really toot his own horn well enough either, I'm going to back him up on that and say, uh, just knowing what I know on where Nate's going with this session Um, If you haven't caught Jared's intro to liquid and understanding pressure versus flow, get that ahead of time. Nate's going to build on that and he's going to go fast. So um, that's going to be a huge tool to being able to take what Nate's going to teach and run with it. And the other part is Nate's done a lot of hands-on practice and learning, and he's going to share those results, what he learned going through there. Um, So he's put the hours in, put the tests in and, um, super excited to see what he's put together. Yeah. So to, to pile in there a little bit, if you haven't seen that training session that Jared did and you want to view it before training, it's under the cloud and then training and 2019, 2020 training videos. Um, It's also going to be available as an intermediate session this year, but that's going to occur after the first advanced session. So you can catch it either way, um, but Jared does an awesome job there of kind of setting things up. Awesome. Stay close, Nate, because I'm going to come back to you a little bit later to tease something else that's going to happen at, uh, at Advanced Dealer Training this year. All right, the final day of training starts with a one-hour session dedicated to Furrow Force. Scott Van Etten is the product lead. He is with us uh, in our Zoom meeting here. And Scott, year one, uh, Furrow Force training focused a lot on introducing the product, what it is, what it does, how to install, things of that nature. How does your focus shift training on Furrow Force here going into year two of the product? Hi, Tyler. First, uh, thanks for having me. Um, excited to talk a little bit about Furrow Force here. So you're absolutely right. That first year, um, we really tried to focus on and cover the basics. You know, it was a new product for everybody out in the field, um, even us internally, really. A lot of the product support team didn't have too much experience with it. So focused a lot on the installation, like you said, what the product is, kind of that value message there. Um, For year two, we're still going to cover 
and still focus on those install related items. Um, you know, unfortunately, we didn't sell Furrowforce to all of our customers last year. So there's still going to be new systems that going out this year. So covering that information, we've got some row unit expansion or some new compatibility with Furrowforce on the case row units and then some uh, European um, planter models. So I'm going to take care of some of that detail there for those systems. And really that some of those basic install steps, you know, we feel are very important and can drive that customer experience. You know, if you get that, the dealer gets that system set up um, from what we've learned this past season, um, gets set up for our recommendations and ready right out of the gate. You know, we feel like that's going to provide the best experience there for those customers um, out in the field. So, uh, with that said, still going to focus on those items, but really also going to share a lot of what we learned in this first year um, and some of the changes that we have made to that furrow force assembly, uh, some differences um, we'll see there with that five-hole swing arm and, and kind of more how to change or set that system if you do or if a customer does run into um, you know, less than adequate closing performance, I'll say, out in the field, or if their conditions change, how do they adjust that system for success there? Yeah, so with that, I know uh, you alluded to the five-hole bracket, uh, which allows the user, the Furrowforce user, to stagger the closing wheels, the first-stage wheels. What have we learned from year one, from a mechanical or a hardware standpoint, that we're going to incorporate into training. Can you can you dive a little bit deeper into what exactly, I guess, kind of the purposes of that that five hole bracket and um, how maybe you may talk about that in training? Yeah, absolutely. I'll try not to give it all away, uh, like you mentioned earlier. But appreciate it. The uh, hey, I do what I can. The <laughs> so really, what we learned uh, from the first year, and I'll also note. Furrow Force was a pretty big beta, but I don't care how big your beta is. You're always going to run into new kind of different situations or different conditions in a first year or commercial launch of a product. So big, big in terms um, we of did what? Learn, what was that? Big in terms of what? Like number of row units or? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Just the, the size or the number of systems out okay. there in the field. Whenever you scale that to production, it always changes. So what we really learned this past year, or one of the biggest items, was in in the first production year, we still had a, a beta rock guard, I'll call it. So in those areas across the country that are pretty heavily um, or heavy in rocks, right, very rocky conditions, we had a different bracket and dozer plate, if you will. Um, that you could mount to that furrow force assembly to be able to stagger those first stage wheels uh, a greater distance, uh, kind of fore and aft on the furrow force assembly, and then had a, that plate in the front to help kind of deflect some of those surface rocks. So what we found, we envisioned that really being for those rocky areas, but then we also found in high residue situations that staggering those wheels a greater distance can also help reduce some of the 
the risk of plugging from high residue between those first stage notched wheels. So that's the big change with that five-hole swing arm is it gives the grower now the ability to, um, or more flexibility to, to mount those first stage wheels and, and get that better stagger without some of the increased um, components and, and pieces there from the beta rock guard um, system we had. So uh, excited to kind of go through that. Um, got some different uh, videos too to kind of cover that performance and change out in field there and, and what to expect on installing those wheels. So cool. Yeah, that's what I'm really excited for is to, for us to kind of unpack the strategy behind staggering the wheels and really share the learnings that we gave from year one to be uh, well, smarter every season, right? To, to, to improve on the performance of furrow forest going into spring of 2021. So cool. Thank you very much, Scott. Uh, last but not least, um, on the final day of advanced dealer training, we have, and I, and I apologize, Ryan, because I don't have a drum roll, but we're going to dive into smart depth. That's what we're going to dedicate the last hour of, of training to on the final day. And as Scott kind of alluded to earlier, uh, year one of a product, you're, you're, um, you're moving into that territory, right? Um, so what are you going to cover being that this is a, a new product, this is year one? How do you kind of want to unpack that? What do you think it's important to highlight for smart depth training? Yeah, Tyler. So, you know, being a new product, it's exciting because it's, you know, it's new information to everybody. Um, so even setup, you know, pretty straightforward, but it's new. Uh, and then operations, you like automated moisture control. You know, how does that work when we set a minimum depth that we're comfortable planning, a maximum depth, and then setting up moisture targets uh, that we want to hit based off of our smart smart firmer readings. So setup and operations. And then we'll also touch on, you know, the value proposition to help give you the tools to um, sell it, to sell smart depth. So when you think about the value of it, you know, smart depth eliminates that row to row variability. So it may give, you know, the guys that were never comfortable planting at an inch and a half, inch and a half deep, you know, by removing all of their planter variability, they now have that confidence to plant shallower. And then also, you know, in-cab adjustability. It's easy to compare that to clean sweep. So, for example, you look back, your row cleaners, they're maybe a little too aggressive. They're digging that trench. So what do you do? You just reach over to your clean sweep controller and you just apply a little bit of lift pressure to those row cleaners. Well, we can do the same thing with smart depth. You're, you're sitting there and maybe your furrow moisture on the 2020 is under 30%. And you wonder, well, I wonder if it's a little bit better moisture if I go deeper. So just from the cab, you can make an adjustment. Let's say you go deeper quarter inch, and then there, there we go. We hit a furrow moisture above 30%. So easy to use. And then third, that value prop is back to that moisture-based agronomy. You know, using the automated moisture control mode um, and just really letting the software stretch its legs and make the decisions to put that seed in the correct furrow moisture at the correct depth. Yeah, I think uh, it's really important too, you kind of alluded to it there. This is more than just planting into moisture. It's planting into enough moisture, and you kind of gave that magic number of 30%. It's planting into enough moisture to start the germination process, 
And that's that's where that thirty percent threshold kind of comes in. And I I know you'll kind of unpack that a little bit more too in training. So that that's going to be a really good conversation. Uh, Ryan, I I know you also had the ability to do some video capture on a sixteen row planner that was used for for beta testing, smart depth. What are you looking to show with some of that footage? Yeah, so with smart depth, um, it actually has a calibration procedure to it. It's very easy and straightforward, but just to get that experience of what it looks like, we went through the calibration process on our R&D 16-row planner. So, for example, um, just to summarize it, we'll throw some 2x4s underneath the gauge wheels, but a 2x4 is actually an inch and a half, so in the monitor, we'll enter in 1.5 inches, and then we'll calibrate the smart depth actuator to that 1.5 inches. So then the smart depth module says, okay, at this point, this is an inch and a half. It now knows throughout its whole range, um, the depth based off of the uh, absolute position sensor that's in the gearbox. So we'll take the time to walk through all of the details behind that calibration, but you'll, you'll see at the end, it's actually pretty, pretty straightforward. Awesome. Cool. Thank you guys very much. I want to say uh, again to everybody that was on the podcast today as a content expert, I am very excited for product training coming up. I know everybody here is very excited for a new format and kind of a new look to advanced dealer training. So again, thank you guys very much. Nate Kincaid, I'm going to come back to you real quick here, and I'm going to put you under the gun a little bit because I'm going to see if you can do this in about a minute or less. But you are also working on uh, kind of a, a trivia piece or a bar trivia piece for advanced training this year. Can you give me, uh, again, in about a minute or less, a little bit of a, a, a summary of what you're doing there and what that's going to look like? Yeah, Tyler, I'm, I'm excited about this. I think it's going to be fun for everybody. So we're going to have a uh, trivia during training that each of the content experts is going to have trivia questions um, during their session. And so if you're participating in the sessions, you can jump in on that trivia, compete against the other dealers that are answering questions as well. Uh, we'll be able to then show the leaderboard so that, you know, if you're the, uh, you're the guy standing out, we're going to have your name up there. Um, you know, we're not going to show the guys that maybe missed a few questions and uh, might be trailing, right? But uh, if you're shining, you're going to get highlighted up there. And uh, then we're going to have prizes. So uh, you're going to accumulate points as you go through the training and answer these trivia questions. And, uh, you know, we haven't completely determined all of those prizes yet, but we're looking at some cool stuff to do. And uh, I think it's going to be fun to have that competition. And if you're the winner, it's going to definitely be worth your time. We're talking Bob Barker stage style gifts not not cracker jack boxes right that's right yeah this uh this isn't going to be a cracker jack box with a uh, toy ring in it you're going to be going to be glad that you jumped in and had some fun with this no hans you can't compete oh come on that's no fun well you you heard it here first nate kincaid is going to give away a washer and dryer set in advanced dealer training <laughs> no, i already got mine this year so i would like something else perfect with that i want to thank you guys very much all for jumping on the first day of advanced dealer training this year is going to start on November 10th. 
Um, until then, Nolan, can you tell everybody where they can go to subscribe for the podcast? Yeah, so we're pretty much out there in the world everywhere that you can listen to your podcasts. So you've got Apple Podcasts, you've got Stitcher, you've got TuneIn, all kinds of stuff, Spotify. Um, we're, we're out there on all of them. So wherever you want to tune into and subscribe to, you can listen to us. The website on the cloud you can listen to us there too we're on the cloud as well so pretty much anywhere out there that you want to listen to you can listen to yeah and some of those mediums give you the ability to provide feedback to the podcast and we really really want you to do that we want to know what listeners want us to talk about what topics you want to hear what you want us to cover so please 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 give us feedback we are doing this for you and we're aiming to improve and you know we're doing this a little bit for ourselves too to get smarter every season right guys that's right. I would agree with that. Perfect. Yep. Okay. You can also email us to provide feedback at smartereveryseason at precisionplanting.com. Again, that's all one word, smartereveryseason at precisionplanting.com. For Hans Stetsman, Nolan Kitterman, Paul Harms, I'm Tyler Hubert. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.